coming up on Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. We have Ruben Langdon. Woohoo! Woohoo! Yay. Meow! Mm-hmm. He's a stunt guy. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of video games. He was the uh, stunt double for Jake Sully in Avatar. Yep. I think we're at this point in, in our disclosure reality yeah. now with the Navy coming out and everything past few weeks wait what's happened with the navy they said they saw some ships yeah yeah the navy officially said last week two weeks ago that they're going to uh pay more attention to ufos to pilots reporting ufos oh cool and make it easier for them to report on them and and not get shamed and not get shamed the navy and these trained pilots still active duty are now being allowed to talk about these experiences. Right. And we have gun They're camera footage shoved. being released by the Pentagon. Everyone has a special gift. Mine, the circle of light. They speak through me and they're here to assist the planet's evolution to a more enlightened space. And for some reason, they chose me, a raunchy comedian, to be their vessel. I used to be secretive about my ability. But now it's time to come out of the cosmic closet, and you should too. My name is Georgia Jean, and these are my crazy stories. Welcome, excited adventurers, down into the rabbit hole of extreme new reality. Extreme. (laughs) Extreme. Welcome back to Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. I'm here with my darling co-host, Madame Melissa Ritigliano of themarslab.com. How are you doing? I'm good. Good. Day one. Day one. (laughs) Fox talk. (laughs) Day one. Day one of what? My cycle. Oh, (laughs) Melissa's very into the cycles. Yes. She's into the circles, cycles, crystals phenomena. Yeah. Do you want to say something about that? Not really. Not really. Okay. It's day one. I think I made it pretty clear where I stand today. Okay. But, but we're also here with Georgia Jean. We're here with Georgia Jean of CircleEvolution.com. And we have our very first Exciting guest coming to join us in the show. We have Ruben Langdon. Woohoo! Pussycats. <laughs> Ruben is awesome. I met Ruben when we did the 5D open door retreat on Big Island, Hawaii. It was about a year ago. Almost exactly. A Almost. Year ago. Yeah, weird how you're back. Mm-hmm. The vortex has swiveled you back, right it. back here. Let's talk about cycles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Circles, cycles, crystals. I think we've got them all here. Yes. Yeah. Um, so Ruben, Ruben is awesome. He is the, um, he's a stunt guy. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of video games. He was the, uh, stunt double for Jake Sully in Avatar. Yep. And he's really into the cosmic. The cosmic flora. closet. Yeah. He's way out of the cosmic closet. Yes. Actually a lot more <laughs> out of the cosmic closet. Ruben has a fantastic series of um documentaries he's a beautiful filmmaker and he's done a wonderful series of documentaries about people like myself other strange people who Mm. get into the channel state and get some messages about everything so i thought he'd be really fun just so everybody knows i'm not the only weirdo out there (laughs) 
Yeah. I get Ooh. this is sort of reverse for me, you know. I usually do it's I'm usually the one interviewing you're and the weirdo. You're, you're interviewing me now. So Yeah, that's right. I'm putting you in the hot seat. Exactly. Hot seat. Ruben, when did you start coming out of the cosmic closet? Uh publicly or Yeah, publicly. Oh, okay, publicly. Well, let's let's Okay, let's go with that. Publicly, when did you really come out of the cosmic 2010. closet? 2010. 2010. Okay. It was after a uh, Stephen Greer CE5 event. Um, are you familiar with CV5? No, you have to no. fill okay. us in. So Crystal uh, um, Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind basically oh, means yeah. where instead of, you know, the, I think I forget who coined the phrase. Maybe it was um, uh, J. Allen Hynek, who was the inspiration for Close Encounters of the Third Kind, ah, okay. the movie. Yeah. He was one of the advisors uh, for Spielberg, oh. and he used he was he came out of Project Blue Book, the uh, Air Force program that was studying the UFO oh. phenomenon for several years. Right. And then they sort of closed the, the case. And closed the Blue Book? They closed the Blue Book and said it, uh, said it was all uh, just, you know, swamp gas and whatnot. Right. But Hynek himself, who had been part of the program for several years. Right said, no, there's something more to this. Right. And he sort of came out of the closet, ah. um, even though he was sort of ordered by the Air Force to debunk it all. Right. Oh, really? Interesting. Uh, to, to sort of say it's all swamp gases. What you're seeing is not real. Right. Um, and he was like, no, there's something to this. Right. And, uh, and I'm going to continue to do my research. So he... Uh, and he's still alive? No, he, unfortunately, he's di he died. Um I related or unrelated to, you know, his coming For out of the sure. closet. I don't think it was related, but um, he had two sons right. who both worked on, coincidentally, the film I worked on, Avatar. Whoa. Oh, wow. Isn't that Whoa. wacky more, and more weird? More circles. And then, yeah. uh, so I met them not knowing who their father was. Whoa. Right. Uh, and and not even knowing, you know, all this stuff on set. You know, On I'm set? What were they doing on set? Just CGI stuff, you know. Okay. Um, making things work with all the computers and stuff. Right. And uh, later it turns out, you know, once I find out who Jay Allen Einick is, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the great researcher, uh, I'm like, then I give them a call. I'm like, guys, you know, you never told me. Like, right. Well, we don't share that with them. They're everybody. in the cosmic closet a little bit too. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so we, at the time I was doing an ET meetup group um, okay. in, in my office on Tuesdays. Mm -hmm. Um so you got to come and be a guest speaker, you know. Right. So we had both of them at different times. Right. Um, come and speak about their father, their, their father. adventures, being influenced by all of the woo-woo crazy talk. And, right. And how, you know, they're both still prolific in, in, in Hollywood as, you know, sort of high-end, you know, special effects artists. And Interesting. Doing do they do a lot of cosmic special effects artistry? Do, have, mm -hmm. do you notice that they mm -hmm. end up in those projects, which is something we yeah. want to I get I mean, they both ended up on Avatar. Right, so, right. Yeah. Um, so going back to what we were talking about, um, the so CE5. Like yeah, this convention. So Close Encounters of the Fifth Kind. So I think Third Kind is, is sort of like ET-initiated contact. I don't even know what they all are. Can you run through it? Do you know the I'm, numbers? They, it's sort of... They, I had at one point I knew this. Like, right, right, right. At what head. point do you put your tinfoil hat on? Okay. Yes. Yeah. It's it's all tinfoil hat <laughs> yeah, stuff. Yeah. But it, it, uh, fifth kind is is basically uh, where you initiate contact. Okay. So okay. Uh, Stephen mm. Greer would lead these groups mm. um, for decades. He's been doing this, mm. uh, and it's gotten quite popular. Where you go out into the woods, mm. or you go out into the field in mm. some, some clear area mm. at night, mm. and um, 
sit in a circle. Mm. Like and a known active location or just um, anywhere? It could be anywhere. Oh, yeah, really? just okay. that. Just that, like, you know, hey, UFO date. Yeah, yeah. Text yeah. me when you're on the you, way. You pick, yeah, there's Facebook groups. Right. I'm sure in Hawaii, you just look yeah. up CE5 Facebook group. Okay. Um, and you go out and you, he, he sort of made these protocols mm. Um, mm. for contact. Mm. Uh, and you sit in meditation. Mm. And, uh, and he likes to play croc circle sounds and right um getting freaky with the frequencies getting freaky with all the frequencies and i've even got my whole kit i I carry everywhere i go my night vision goggles and my laser pointer right um that you know you see something you point to it and you can use your night vision goggles to really get good clear views wow and then uh you sit in a circle so everybody has a different view of the sky right and then you sort of do like a 20 30 minute meditation call them in and then most of the time when I've done this, I've gotten stuff. I've right. gotten freaky lights. You've got freaky lights. Freaky lights what? in the sky. So if, if that's why everybody's like, oh, I want to see a UFO. Like, okay, just go do a CE5 and yeah. chances are you're going to see something. Wow. So when you see them, because I, for me, I, being a channel, I don't, I see shimmers, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not actually that visual with mm-hmm. this thing. And often I'm like, oh my God, I wish you would just show up in my room and then I would see you and we could have a chat. Usually it'd be about my love life because <laughs> most of I'd be like, is this really happening? Mm-hmm. I want practical help from these yeah. people, you know. Sure. But when you know I've talked a lot in the show that when you're going through your initiations, there's definitely a period where you feel like you're going a bit mad and mm-hmm. there's all these different things that are mm-hmm. happening. And sometimes just I would love to just instead of the energies coming through me where it's always questionable about when my psychology is just doing something so nutty, mm-hmm. it'd be lovely to just see them and be like, okay, you know, what's the deal? And what's the deal with the guy while we're at it? You know, yeah. but but what have you seen? You've seen lights. Have you seen forms, figures? Mostly lights. Yeah. Uh, you know, Greer on his website and stuff has, they have some pictures and things where they claim these are actually Mm. etheric beings showing up in the spots mm. um i'm going to a contact retreat led by lisa royale in september mm-hmm. and she's had some wild experiences at her mm. retreats this last retreat i did with her in japan in uh october we had a, a ship fly over the biwako lake wow that everybody saw everyone saw so well no. except for her you know she she actually we did. We were sort of out there doing more internal meditation work, mm, mm. and then everybody went inside, and there was a group of about six people that s- stood behind. And I'm really good at just spotting them. Yeah, I get like a knock on the head. Yeah, and they say, "Look over here." Over here. Mm, and, yeah. and I look. Oh, look! There's the UFO. And then everybody sees it, and it's nice confirmation when when everybody sees it. Yeah. And that's really what makes me believe what I do is that other people confirm back to me the energy that they f- that they feel yeah. when mm-hmm. I do my thing. Um. So do people see the same stuff when you talk about it or is no. it? No. Uh, we were, I was actually just out uh, t- last night, night before last mm. uh, with this group. I was heading from Japan. We were out. Mm. We went for, they had, we've done eight hard days of traveling all throughout Hawaii. Mm. And um, they were. You're out here that doing pre-work on a video game? Doing some, yeah, yeah. Some, some sound recordings and, and yeah. picture taking of video game stuff. And uh, the some of the crew had just, just going at it so hard that they never had time to even go in the water. Right? Mm, mm. And they were like, "Before we leave Hawaii, we want to go in the water." Mm. So it was like two a.m. and like, okay, let's go to the beach and to the Waikiki, and <laughs> we jumped all jumped in the water. Oh my gosh! And uh, everybody had some little bit to drink except for me. Um, and the clouds were moving, and 
the way they were moving, it looked like the stars were craft moving forward. Right, and I right, thought it was right. like this. Something's going to reveal. So it was just for a second. I looked up. I'm like, UFO. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody's like, whoa. And they're like, oh, this is happening. You know, and, and I'm like, yeah, finally, you know, these guys who don't really believe in UFOs are getting, and they're all like, it, here it is. And they're all getting super excited. And then I keep looking. I'm like, oh, no, I think it's the stars. Uh -uh. Next, sorry. <laughs> And they're like, no, but I saw it swirl and had the blue lights and this. And I was like, wow. and then another guy said, yeah, me too. And I'm like, all right, I'm just going to keep my mouth shut. Yeah. <laughs> well, well this you is, had that. And this, you know, it does all come back to that whole sort of psychological influence of what we're experiencing and perception. And, mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, when we talk about are these things real, what is reality? I mean, reality only really exists through the portal of our minds and, and what we allow ourselves to experience. So the circle that I channel would sort of bring this all back to, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, we are just all one energy and it's the game you want to play in your reality. Like it's a game that you want to experience, but it's how deeply people allow themselves to open up to this possibility of some other kind of multidimensional interactive thing actually happening will depend on how visceral I think their experience of that is. Does that make sense? Yeah. So yeah. one of my- Have you ever seen some real hardheads just crack and be like- Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. just at the beach the other night and they were all like really into it. And even yeah. when I told them, yeah. guys, I think it's just the stars. I, you know, I-, yeah. I Sorry, I miscalled it. Yeah. They were still, I mean, obviously I had some dreams too, so that helped. <laughs> But they were like in the next game. morning, they're like, oh, we saw a UFO. And I'm like, sweet. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I didn't know and I even said, I said, I think they were stars, but, you know, and I'm the UFO guy. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm like, I think they were stars, but if let's just go with it. You yeah. know, they, they were absolutely convinced. So, um, so yeah, that's why I love, you know, Bashar's quote, all truths are true. Right. And I, that's, I use that. That's like my motto for life. Right. Because then it doesn't invalidate anybody's experience. Right, totally. And, yeah. and by not doing that, you you can live a fuller life of this being in a state of awe. Yeah. You know, I'm just, well, that, that's exactly it. Because, you know, if you allow that, then life really does start being a lot more magical and be in that, that state of awe. You, which, you have magic in your life in a absolutely. way that wasn't present before. And I think that is the key. And I think, you know, whether it's ETs or whatever, you know, whatever your belief system is, we we can go down many woo-woo paths. Yeah. But ultimately, I, I feel that one of the, you know, the, my greatest discovery in this life so far is this being in this constant state of awe. Right. It, yeah. Yeah. Because it's just magical when these things yes. happen, when you yeah. get, you know, when you have a conversation with the circle or, you know, yeah. you have uh, uh, an actual, you know, a dream Experience. about you know, I had his dream of Al Haliakal of going into portals and seeing this mist thing. Like that to me and validating that is not just a dream, but as a real experience of yeah. me, of my 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 ethereal body going into, you know, Haleakala's portals. Uh, you know, Haleakala is the volcano on uh, Maui yes. where Ruben was before he was here, yeah. And it was it's just magical. Yeah. Like it's and you wake up and you're like, wow, and it just gives you a new sense of perspective of walking in this what many people could say mundane life. Yeah. But it, it takes the mundane out of it. It takes a mundane. And I mm -hmm. definitely have periods where I know I am just so in the magic zone yeah. and it's just like whoo, everything is just lining up. And then other times, you know, I'll be right in the illusion of the mind and feeling very unmagical and right. really, you know, just, I mean, my work is always pretty, when I work with my clients, it's always pretty energetic and 
and interesting. But when for me, sort of all the theory that I get from the circle and then I actually start seeing it really operating like this kind of <laughs> magic vortex, it's it does make life so much more um, uplifting. Yeah. And, and that's the whole thing is like, at the end of the day, are people feeling happier? Are they are they mm. empowered by these experiences? Are they are they getting more joy out of life? Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 also sort of my my biggest message when I go and do talks and stuff. Mm. I said, look, if if at any time anything I say is disempowering or making you scared right. or putting you know, please tune out. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. The, you know, I love the peanut butter. I love the, I call it the peanut butter. What, do you you call, what is the peanut butter? Well, it's, it's DPB. I'm, you know, is this podcast? Is this like a You can languages? swear if you okay. want. Okay. Yeah, totally. So, yeah. you know, my buddy. You, sometimes you have to drop the F-bomb because it's so fucking crazy what's happening. <laughs> exactly. So my buddy, Jeremy Corbell, who's a, a, my colleague and documentary filmmaker and is doing amazing work. Uh, his mom used to say, uh, Jeremy, you're, you're, you're DPB. Your, your dick is in the peanut butter. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, mom. So I would, so I sort of have adapted that. Okay. And, that's funny. And, I like that. Yeah. And I'm, I'm <laughs> fucking nuts. So it's okay. And I'm, you know, the kinder way to say it is I'm just deep in the peanut yeah, butter. Yeah. Deep in the yeah. peanut butter. Now going, I'm with you. Yeah, going okay. for a swing. Now I'm like thinking dirty peanut. Yeah. Dirty peanut. Okay, so you came out of the cosmic closet so in 2010. That, yeah, was so was that experience just so profound? You're like, I'm not going to pretend this isn't happening anymore. Well, or? I had my initial sight in 2007. Okay, yeah, because when, when you, knew so you when, were cosmic, yeah, when like when did you go from just total? I, I believe in the five physical senses mm -hmm. to oh, maybe more. I mean, it was definitely a gradual, a gradual thing. Uh, you know peeling off the onion layers. Yeah. And in 2000, well, in 2006-ish, you know, YouTube was just coming out mm -hmm. and I was working on Avatar. Mm -hmm. I was uh, playing a Navi, you know, I'm playing an alien. Right. Which for me was just a role. You know, right. It was just a thing. But you, the, yeah, you weren't like, whoa, this is cool. I'm well, playing something. Well, I knew it was like cool, but I didn't. I mean, it was cool, obviously. But, but it was not, thing, but it was not like. Cosmically cool, yeah. Cosmically cool in the yeah. sense that I believe this. Yeah. Like this oh, is yeah. reality. You just turned yeah. it on, turned it off. This was just. He was just like playing a role. I yeah, was just yeah. playing a role. Yeah, you know? got this like job. an actor. Sure. On working with James Cameron, just super psyched about all that. Yeah. Um, and a cool like science fiction story. Yeah. So. But uh, very much science fiction at that right, point. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And we're learning about, you know, Cameron told us to learn about indigenous cultures because right. all, all the Navi are based on all – we had posters and uh, paintings and pictures covering the studio of mm. all these different indigenous cultures from around the world. Mm. And they modeled the jewelry and they mm. modeled uh, customs and clothes and just everything around different indigenous cultures. Mm. And sort of a, the Navi is – imagine every indigenous culture on the planet Mitch. mixed into one. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm learning – having to watch videos i'm learning how to walk i'm learning how to act i'm learning i'm actually cutting like fish on set live mm. or dead fish but mm. real fish mm. gutting them mm. prepping them and, and watching videos and how to yeah it was really stinky sometimes <laughs> yeah. um the, the maoris came from from new zealand <laughs> oh cool and we had we did like the, the haka, the haka. Mm -hmm. and uh and i was in the ceremony like they cool. had to teach me because i'm one of the main actors right uh of the navi right they were like Ruben, learn this thing. And I'm like, okay. We did an ayahuasca ceremony, basically. You, 
Um, you actually took ayahuasca? No, in the no, no. Of, okay. Oh, but you no. sort of reenacted it. So we did this. There was a scene that you can go online and find it. It mm. was cut from the original movie mm. uh, where Jake goes through this initiation and mm. eats the psychedelic worm. And Jake is the... Um, Jake Sully is the main... The main character, the main character. played by... Uh, Sam Worthington. Sam Worthington. Who's also and from Australia. Yes, yes, yes. And it's weird because a friend of mine produced his first movie, actually. Oh. That Yeah, but anyway, that's by the by. But he's really, my friend, I bring him up because my friend is really down the rabbit hole too. Oh, cool. Yeah, very much so, yeah. So Sam, Sam, you know, working with Sam, working with, everybody is sort of taking this as like a really cool film to be working yeah. on, right? Yeah, so who do you think is down the rabbit? Because this is what I want to know. Mm-hmm. Wait, do you want to keep going? Or, or well, just, just simply say that, yeah, I've finished the. So I learned about ayahuasca from James Cameron. Ah. And he, you know, and I'd asked, he said he had never done it, mm. but he had researched it and he okay. said, yeah, there's this psychedelic um, medicine that they drink in the Amazonian jungle mm. and it, it's like this whole thing. And we're basing this scene off of that. So he'd explain the background of the scene. Yeah. To us, and yeah. we'd get, so I was getting all this education on yeah. on indigenous cultures, ceremonies, um, aliens, you know, mm. learning it out in space, and then watching YouTube. I watched Stephen Greer's Disclosure Project, mm-hmm. which blew my mind that mm. it happened in two thousand and one. And how am I just hearing about this now? Wait, mm. and for our listeners, that project is him just. It's going. a two-hour conference he did at the National Press Club, where he brought in all these whistleblowers from NASA and oh, whatnot okay. to basically disclose that there is an alien presence, right, mm. or right. an ET presence, right. Um, and a couple months after that, nine eleven happened. Right, so right. Uh, so it didn't really get much traction at the time, but since it's millions of views, right? So you can go on YouTube and see the whole two-hour presentation. Right, right, um, right. So that I watched that. I watched the Zeitgeist films. Had just Zeitgeist, come out. yeah, yeah. So all of this like unplugging of the Matrix for me yeah, yeah. was 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 happening subconsciously. And were you? I'm just curious because being a you are a martial artist, mm-hmm. so in that practice, you've done. At least in that practice, there's a meditative aspect of going into the zone, and that because it's kind of interesting how a lot of these sort of movies and things do have that kind of zone martial art, like the Matrix and stuff, yeah. where you have all these people in them who are practicing going into some kind of no mind state in order right. to access that physical capability or that. Yeah, I was already primed, you know, being a huge fan of Bruce Lee. He was sort mm-hmm. of my main mentor and. Uh, my favorite martial art was Jeet mm. Kune Do, and, and Bruce has a lot of philosophies. I don't know if you've ever paid attention to Bruce Lee and his teachings, but uh, the philosophy aspects of the martial art is mm. a key part of it. Yes. And he's written several books that uh, he published before he's, he died, or actually got, yeah, one published, but several after have, you know, his writings and his, his teachings have come out, and I was an avid reader of that material. So using these uh, concepts and ideas in a martial sense. Mm-hmm. But a lot of it is uh, very practical for your daily, day-to-day life. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. I, yeah, avid reader. I didn't meditate so much. You I, didn't meditate. I, I had, I always wanted to, and mm. I knew about the internal martial arts mm. and going inside, and I knew, and I just thought, well, when I get old, I'll do that. Right, uh, right. But right. I started um, doing Qigong, Okay, which which is a definitely a, a movie. It's an energy. internal martial art, but yet there's movement to it. So yeah. that was the only thing I could find to help me sit still, oh, because okay. I couldn't sit still. Every okay. time I try to sit still to meditate, I fall asleep. Ah, uh, and I didn't have the training to keep my mind 
focused or unfocused, right. so to say, in, in that sense. So Qigong was a great physical. It gave me something to do with my physical body. Right. Um, and sort of like a mental cookie. Right. So I could stay uh, focused and, and get into the zone. And get into the zone, right. So uh, so I had some of that training. Um, and and yeah, so, so it was a little bit easier for me to make the leap into right. the woo-woo. Right, uh, right. With, yeah. Because I had... This, this training and I had I had a mom who was in a cult um <laughs> oh really um, oh my gosh we want to do a whole episode the, on cults yeah. yeah so that was uh coming back. which one she was part of the Ramtha thing I don't know if oh you, okay yeah if actually you, I have some clients who have started with Ramtha okay yeah, yeah. so it, which for me as a kid I was mm. very anti-channeling mm. I was right. very anti yeah. that stuff you know yeah. just my mom you're crazy right you know, look at it uh, Circle cycles crystals. Here we go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what you resist persists. <laughs> so I um, yeah, exactly. So I I got very far from that, and yeah, I just right. focused on my martial arts stuff, my action, my uh, movie stuff, and then uh, so 2007, all this stuff started happening. Right. Which six seven, and then one day I was off of work, uh, just catching up on laundry at home, mm. and I had a sighting mm. of what I call a fleet. Okay. Probably 30, Wait, And 40. this is in LA? In Glendale, California. In Glen, like glamorous in Glendale, suit. California. It's all post-Avatar. During the filming During of Avatar. During the filming. Okay. So, yeah. So, it was like in already, but post like guys sure. post-disclosure project, like all the stuff right. that I had, the YouTube stuff had started. Yeah, so, yeah. your linear mind had started being cracked Un a little bit cracked and a little opened bit. up yeah. and, yeah. So, then I saw that and I thought it was going to make What did you see? What did you Daylight. see? Well, daylight. Broad daylight. These little specks. So, okay. At first, I was like, what are those gnats? What are they? Mm -hmm. Right. But the more I, they were there for like 45 minutes. Okay. Just in one spot hovering. Pretty much. And then yeah. they slowly disappeared one by one. Right. Whoa. Um, They're like, Ruben, we're coming for you. Well, I was, got some I thought, I, talk to you. I thought everybody <laughs> saw this. Sure, I thought this right. was going to make the nightly news. Everybody, right. like, this is going to be a mass thing, huge, you know, all over the news. Mm. That night, I eagerly tuned into the news and nothing. Yeah, nothing. Because it was that vivid for you. Yes. Yeah. And that morning, nothing. Nothing. What? And I was like, what? This is insane. How? And I know I saw it. And I, I had an old Trio <laughs> phone at the time, standard definition. So none, it didn't pick up on it. Right. If I had my super 4K, you know, iPhone now, it, for sure. So you, you busted out your phone at the time and yes. recorded Took it. Snaps, okay. yeah. But it didn't show up, any of it. It was just a blue sky in my phone. So let me ask you this, because what, as far as you remember, you're doing your laundry. Mm -hmm. Like I know I'm usually when, when things really magical things start manifesting for me, I'm usually in a high vibe, right? Mm -hmm. What, do you remember what state of mind you were in at that time? I mean, I, I was working on, you know, this awesome film. Yeah, so you weren't, awesome you weren't like things, so. broke, bummed and right, like, I'm yeah. a Hollywood loser, which exactly. we all go through those feelings, exactly. right? No, and I <laughs> Maybe was, you never did, but. <laughs> no, I was definitely stoked about that. Yeah, also, okay. I was running a production company at the time. Right. Uh, just Cause Productions, and I, I think we were also really busy with other projects too, which was right. really nice. So yeah, I was yeah, probably, you're, you're in a good vibe. I was in a good vibe, yeah. flying high. Yeah, and um, but not n no uh, external substance. We're, we're part sure. of you know, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, no you drugs, no, high, no vibes. yeah, good no, uh, natural high vibes. Yeah, no, yeah. no uh, drinking. In fact, mm -hmm. up until that time, I don't think I had ever been drunk or high on any sort of alternative mind. Oh really? Wow. Stuff. So I was. I don't I know. 
I was like, I, I was seriously, I was so like focused on the focused on martial, martial arts, arts and, that mm, sure. and I was stuff, afraid yeah. to lose control at sure. that time. I was, I had uh-huh. seen other people kind of go crazy with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. I was like, no, not going to do it. Okay. I'm going to do it naturally. Yeah. Uh, if I need to get out there, then I'm going to figure it out. You know, with well, I am pretty much a purist on on that front. Like, I do think things like ayahuasca and all these things are great. I, I notice a lot of men are attracted to mm-hmm. to these things because they really do need something that will like crack their consciousness mm-hmm. open. Mm-hmm. And I I've never tried ayahuasca. I am curious to try DMT just because I think I might get a little bit more visual. See my friend mm-hmm. <laughs> Ruben's like uh uh-uh, uh okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like no. Um, but but in terms of doing this work, I think yeah, I have a purist thing. Like I want to be able to access those states. Know that I can access those states without without you know, the extras. But some people need that to crack. Absolutely. Their, they need, Absolutely. Need. But I think when people get dependent on it and then they're not actually doing the work with their own egos, right? then you're kind of setting something up for more of a psychotic psychosis experience. Well, yeah, or, you have some people that go and do ayahuasca like every weekend, right? Right. And just like, uh, okay. But where's your practice within yourself right, and right. your own mind? And also you can't bypass that actual process of deconstruct having a mindful deconstruction of your own ego because then you're aware. Like when I joke about being crazy, I can joke about it because I've looked at that, I've worked with it, I've worked with the projection of it, and I've come to a much more deeply natural-centered belief in what I do through having like a direct psychological relationship to, to that. Well, I think when people are just out there cracking their egos all the time with no no meditation, no follow yeah. up, no backup, yeah. that that concerns me. Like you can't mm-hmm. be using these things like, you know, well, you can do whatever you want. Like right, right. you can but, do whatever you want, but but if you don't want to have some kind of psychosis where you're cracking your ego too hard mm-hmm. and going to spin off into some kind of fractured state for a while, if you want to keep like exist living and you know being you happy, have a you've got. <laughs> You gotta have a journal. That's great. You gotta have practices. That's a great. That's a great way to put it. So up until that point, I had not done any of that. Yeah. And um, but so I saw these things in the sky, and they uh, it it cracked my world. You know, that was my ayahuasca. That's all I needed. Um, to really say like, what happened here? And And there wasn't any like vibey frequencies. I thought you know. Probably yeah. was. I just wasn't. Yeah, into not, it but at you're that not. Time. You're not feeling it. No, yet. I would. No. I just like it was all using my five senses. Using your five you senses. Know, yeah. Um, my visual sense mostly. Yeah. Just to see it and have that experience, and then, but it just intrigued me, um, and like my buddy Jeremy, who we talked about, D, the DPB guy, he um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. he has this great saying: "Weaponize your curiosity." Oh. So that experience. Oh, that's good. Do that for this show, everybody. Yeah. That's the that weapon. Wep- what does yeah. That, mean? that 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 event weaponized mm. my curiosity. Yeah. It yeah, gave yeah. me fuel yeah. to now go and find out what the hell that I see. Right. And right. I went I went on a just a crazy rampage. Yeah. Like mm. I was searching internet searching, finding, and then that's I looked up Greer again, who I'd already kind of known his mm-hmm. his work. Um and he was doing retreats. He's doing all this, the C5 mm-hmm. stuff. And I saw these. So Greer is the guy that takes people on these retreats. Used to. Not yeah. the dad of the uh, the two guys who are an avatar. I'm sorry? Not the, two, not the dad from the, the FBI. Greer is the guy who takes people out on these mm-hmm. retreats. And there's a different person from the 
the father of the two guys who worked on Avatar, who worked oh, oh, for yeah. the FBI. Oh, uh, yeah, J. Allen Hynek. Right, right. Yeah, who worked for Project Blue Book. Yeah, yeah no, completely different. Yeah. Um, d- different dudes. But he, uh, so Greer did do these retreats. I don't think he does them anymore. Mm-hmm. He's just mostly a public speaker and he has his, uh, his, his documentary stuff. But uh, at the time, so leading up, so 2007, and that sort of started the, the journey. And mm. I was just doing a lot of research mm. uh, into UFO stuff. Mm. And a few years later, 2010, mm. Greer was offering a, a C5 event in, in, um, in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Rico, Arizona. So mm. not far from the Vatican Observatory, like mm. out in the desert. Yes, the Vatican has an observatory. Oh, really? To to search the sky, oh. you know, funded completely by the Vatican. Is that right? In, really? In Arizona, wow. in the desert. See, I'm not really in touch with yeah. all the this side. At and all, it's crazy. So I think it's called the Lucifer. Uh, something I don't know, something do like that. Do people always react like this? Yes, when, yeah. it's crazy. When <laughs> like you our look jaws into are this, on the ground. It's, it's ridiculous. I t- I, and I may be off. It's been a while since I've researched sure. that. Okay. But you go and you look at this. Are stuff they looking for the second coming, or are they looking for the devil himself to show up in the sky? What do no, they? What do you think they're up to? I they're think like they to know more than what they let themselves sure. on to know. Sure. So wow. I think there, um, there's all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. So again, we did the C five, mm. and we and I had three nights in a row. You know, me and a group of about 100, 200 people, or something like that. I forget. It was a mm. pretty large group sitting under the stars, doing our contact protocols. Mm-hmm. Every night, I saw strange lights in the sky, mm, mm, mm. and I'm trying to piece it together. I'm like, is this guy like the Wizard of Oz? Is he mm. got like a light show going on here? And then last night, um, while he before he even sets right. up, you, so you had some, you had some. Some suspicion or suspicion, egoic yeah, resistance. You weren't just straightly like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. No, I'm questioning everything questioning this guy everything. says. Yeah. I still do. Still do. Yeah. Especially that guy. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we don't have to get into that. But, yeah. Um, but uh, so the last night, mm. even when he's just setting up and mm. he's just starting his spiel before mm. he's like, oh, look at over there and points to the thing, right? Mm. I was like, oh, how does he see it? And oh, there it is. Mm. Um, off to the my left, there were these... Uh, red orbs shooting across the star, way the uh, sky, way off in the distance, and there were two simultaneously. And this was right at dusk, so it wasn't quite um, uh, dark yet, but but dark enough so these these two orbs popped like they were bright. Yeah, and uh, shooting, you know, judging by the distance, they seemed really far away, mm. but they were beaming across the sky mm, like mm, mm, mm. N- like no other speed an airplane or anything right that could that, that you could, at that distance it, that could travel sense. that fast right and i elbowed right. the guy next to me I'm like look over there and he's like oh my god so, so you and had all a, of a sudden greer else. is like nobody's paying attention to greer <laughs> everybody in the audience is like look over there you know right and he still hasn't caught on he's, he's like still, the- he's like yeah we're still talking yeah but that whole night i sort of so after that experience that whole weekend and he had he talked about the 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 government cover-up and the energy aspects and the stuff Mm. that if you're into this world that Mm. you kind of know that um there's a lot to it and you Mm. know why is it all covered up and all that stuff so Mm. which i had already kind of been down that rabbit hole Mm, mm. but it was reassuring and i got to ask questions and interact Mm. in that sense and um and then I just thought, okay, this is it. I can't I have to come out of the closet. Right. I, Right. I can't keep this a secret. This is this is too 
I have somewhat of a public figure. You know, yeah, at that that's time, right, because you're a public figure. You being know. in the video game world yeah. and having these characters and I get invited to conventions yeah. and different stuff. So yeah, like, like you're so, out there as, you know. So I was very scared. I was like, yeah. what are people going to think? Right. What's going to happen to my career? What's right. my image? And I'm like, I don't care. Right. This, this, is, this message is too important for humanity right. to keep a secret anymore. Like, Good for you, man. We have to, I, have, I don't care. Yeah. I'll be... You know, swept shamed under the carpet, and ashamed or whatever. But do you feel like you've ever lost jobs over it or anything like no. that? No, so because <laughs> that's all what you're worried it's, about. It's like it's, that's gonna, what you're worried about, right? And, and I was crazy. like so worried. And, yeah. And, I, and then I made this public blog. You know, I, mm. I, I had a blog on my website, and I wrote this whole extensive like essay of my experience, mm. and I took the pictures mm. uh, in the sky mm. of like this is where it was, and I sort mm. of said this this thing went to there and there, and this is what I saw, and all this mm. stuff. And I was ready for a big blowback. Mm. Um, crickets 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 really okay well it's like people are really not as worried about us as we are about ourselves right like what we're all just thinking about ourselves we're just like oh my god i'm gonna be like no one no one gives a shit really they're all worried about what's happening in their own belly buttons yeah and i and i got i still got invited to conventions right and i still did my street fighter tournaments and i did all that and then i sort of would mention it and people were like oh that's interesting but yeah Really you kind of know yeah. if people want to pick up that strand of the conversation, they do. And if other people don't, yeah. they just talk about other things. Exactly. You know? And you can operate in all worlds. I would imagine, though, with the, the gaming world, at least, there's a lot of kids out there and, you know, who are probably into some far out stuff. I don't know. Well, they, they, and you're like is, not being a lawyer well, or a, you know. Well, you're right. So this mm. is what. In, in fact, this is I go to vid, to video game and comic cons and anime conventions now, and I offer a panel. So mm. I do all my regular panels: stunt, yeah. stunt fighting, you know, working in Hollywood as a voice actor, right. doing um, you know martial arts for 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 uh, movies, and how to do that motion capture. What is that? So that's my typical sort of right. spiel spiel of mm-hmm. panels and things, and I and I do that. But I offer then you go, come an, on, kids. another Let's panel the rabbit hole. at night, right? and it, literally it is. Let's go down the rabbit hole with Ruben Langdon. Is that what it's called? Well, it's called What is Reality When okay. Science Fiction Becomes Science Fact? Yes. And I sort of did yes. a, a modified version of that at the 5D conference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do yeah. a more watered-down version yeah, yeah. for the kids. Because you got to kind of mm. bid, bid feed people right. a little bit. Right. Because you know? just so people will <clears throat> receive it. Exactly. Yeah. Then they'll receive some more. So I start off with, you know, all the scientific discoveries, the quantum experiments and what do we know? And this is sort of fact in the scientific community. Yeah. And then I introduce, well, if all this is fact, then this is all possible. It's all possible. UFOs, ETs, ultimate dimensional realities. realities. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, is makes it much more palatable. And most of the kids are already sort of open to those ideas because these are concepts and things that are in anime. And right. Well, and that's, yes. Right. So, you know, like Interstellar and science fiction, yeah. we're all getting these ideas yeah. from what we already have in our reality now. Which brings me back to what I, you know, want to ask you about and really want to explore in this show because of this sort of feedback between entertainment and you know, science fiction and consciousness, I watch some shows and I'm just like, these guys have got to be directly getting some kind of information. It's too spot. I think Sense8 has got such spot on concepts about hybrids, sure. energetic hybrids and stuff. And it's, 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 it's fresh. Do you know what right. I mean? It's, it's very on point with what is coming through for a lot of people right. that we're kind of energetic hybrids basically. Part human, part other consciousness right. here to seed new consciousness in the planet. That's really what the star seeds are. 
So, but like James Cameron, what do you what do you think? I mean, do you think like he presented all this information to you to study like it's historical? Or do you think he's down the rabbit hole a little bit and keeps it a secret, you know? Maybe a little bit of both. A little bit of both. I, I think the conversations I've had with him mm. and what he's talked about in public is he's, you know, he he got downloaded in a dream ah, for okay. his for his uh most of his films, The Abyss okay. um, and Avatar. Right. And he said it was just so vivid and he woke up and he just started. He's an amazing artist. So oh, if you ever see him draw, right. there's a couple things online if you look like, you know, uh, James Cameron, Inspiration, Dream, mm, whatever. Mm, mm, mm. And he started drawing the Navi. Uh, so he's kind of a channel in his own way. He'll he will never channel- say that. He'll, he'll never say, but he but, but he cracks his cut when he sleeps at least. Absolutely. I mean, we go into, you know, what is a dream, right? Yeah. We, we go and we the leave, sleeps. we shift our consciousness yeah. to another vibrational frequency yeah. and have these experiences. Yeah. And we tune out of this reality yeah, for a minute. Yeah, that's right. That's so right. We're, we're tuning into other worlds. That's right. And in my belief, these worlds are real. Sure. Um, a lot of them are made up in our head. Mm-hmm. Um, for us to process different, you know, emotions and things like this, but yeah. the same mechanism, just like going into a channeling alternative state, we're doing that every night when we go to sleep. Well, and actually, that was a big step for me before I was channeling at my event. Um, I had read in the Seth book, or was it Seth? To before you go to sleep, say you want to go visit with the masters. He called it. They called it something different in the Seth book, the Keepers or something. I think it's the Keepers. So I started doing that. I would write it down before I go to sleep. Tonight I sleep. I want to go and visit with these mm. master consciousnesses and get some, you know, get some shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and then, like, boom, like you don't need to so take drugs. Three, three weeks later. You know, I have this massive event. Yeah, you don't need to take drugs. That's the thing. If you can, if you have these ways to to bypass the ego and the sleep work is massive. I still use it a lot if I'm trying to work. If I am trying to navigate my my reality, like what is what is really coming into manifestation? What is maybe still some kind of psychological attachment projection? You know what? It, what is? I'll write it down before I go to sleep tonight while I sleep. I want to visit with my higher self, and when I wake up. I want to know this. And that's often when I have my most clear knowingness. Yeah, because well, I can't channel really Do you journal? Myself. Do you do dream journal? I don't really know. I have, because I talk have... about journaling earlier. That, for me, that, yeah. that has been a key. I've really been diving into dreams this past yeah. two years or so. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, my dreams are super vivid. I have yeah. visitations. I have a lot of that stuff. But the knowingness is often... Just that state first thing in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Because even dreams, you get, then when you think about it, you can get a little bit into your psychological sure, interpretation. Sure. But Analyzing, that, yeah. yeah. But so, I, I like to just write them down because sometimes you can yeah. go back and revisit them. And totally. Say, oh, oh, that makes more sense now. I know. After, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit lazy contents. on that one. Yeah. But the knowingness too. Like yeah. I knew for sure the morning I had a. Was planning to drive up to Haleakala at, in the middle of the night mm. and do some nighttime laps, and also wanting to connect in my dreams. Mm. And I was thinking about sleeping in the car and just mm. you know connect. Just to, vibing out get, there, vibing out there. Yeah. And then it got late, and we um, the clouds came in, and I was like, "Oh, do I want to drive? It's an hour drive." And I was like, oh, "I want to drive all the way up there, and I may not get any shots, and then I'll be exhausted for the next day because mm. we're pounding it hard with this this project." And I was like, oh, "Probably smarter not to do that and just." schedule that for another time mm. but that night because i had the intention 
my consciousness totally went there. Right. And I woke up the morning knowing that I had this portal mist thing that I had experienced in my dream world was totally, was totally a portal right. in Haleakala right. That, right. that I experienced. So like, yeah, that knowingness, right? The, it's a knowingness. Yeah. There's no like, is it or isn't it? Should I, should yeah, I? It it's was, just, I know. It was yeah. automatic. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew I knew that, what it was. And I knew exactly. And, and it was sort of connected to another friend who shared an experience he had on Haleakala. Right. Um, at dinner. And like I had a message for him. Oh, cool! So, so right away is that knowing I like wake up, okay, and I only jotted a couple notes, right? Really short, and I'm like, okay. oh, you got a message for your friend yeah. during that portal visit, like, sort of thing. That knowing that yeah. I have to share this with my friend yeah. because this is a key to his experience. Like, right. This will help him. Right. Decipher what and and sure enough, yeah, he, he was like. That makes so much more sense. Yeah, right. that's exactly the information I needed. And I'm like, yeah. Wow. And also, we do definitely visit with other people's consciousnesses. Like I've, if I've got a bit of a situation going on with somebody, you can definitely use sleep time for that too. Go like tonight while I sleep, I want to go visit with so-and-so and kind of figure out. I you never know. thought about this. Oh, it's great. <laughs> no, really. With the stuff we you do before tools. you go to sleep. Yeah. 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 Right it's here. We so don't have powerful. to like – you know, drink the ayahuasca. That's or, right, you know, exactly. Or go exactly. to that ceremony and schedule. You know, go to the uh, the Amazon jungle to do this. Right. Time. Every night we have every access night to it. you can do mm-hmm. do it, and you, that just before you go to sleep. I know when I'm being a little spiritually lazy is I stop doing my night work and I just um, I do a lot of the love and acceptance. That's my morning practice to yeah. like ooh, ooh, dissolve my ego. But um, um, so that's cool. So, so James Cameron, you think like a little bit because he's a public figure. Like, yes. even if he was more down the rabbit hole, he'd probably well, keep it a little on yeah, the so, on the DL. So, I'll you know I'll share this now. I haven't seen him in a while, so mm-hmm. I don't think. And I think we're at this point in, in our disclosure reality yeah. now with the Navy coming out and everything in these past few weeks. Wait, what's happened with the Navy? They said they saw some ships. Yeah, what? yeah. They've, oh. So it's been for a couple of years, this ATIP program has been coming out and everything else. But the Navy officially said last week, two weeks ago, that they're going to uh, pay more attention to UFOs, to pilots reporting UFOs. Oh, cool. And make oh. it easier for them to report on them and, and all this stuff. And not get shamed. And not get shamed. Yeah. And just by that acknowledgement, yeah. sort of acknowledges that the totally. Navy says, yes, there's something going on. Yeah. And, and some Navy pilots have gone on the record already and said, um, Many Navy pilots, many whistleblowers have gone on the record that I was right. involved with the citizen thing, which we can talk about later as well. But um, th- these are like official New York Times articles. Time just released right. an article yesterday right. I posted on my right. Facebook. Um, yeah, it's totally shifting. Like so yeah. much more is so, becoming not. So, the yeah, the Navy and these trained pilots still active duty are now being allowed to talk about these experiences. Right. And we have gun They're camera footage shoved. being released by the Pentagon uh, of these UFOs uh, that the, the Pentagon hasn't gone as far as, say, they're ETs, but right. they're definitely – they're saying it's not from this world. Really? Which is yeah. a big step, That's big. Big, big leap. Deal, That's yeah. big. No other country has this capability as technology. Right. So it has to, there's only one explanation. Right. It's not right. from here. Right. The pilots also say it's totally a UFO. It's right. totally extraterrestrial right. or extra dimensional or whatever. Mm, it's right. just not from. So you have this big movement now that's yeah. happening in the mainstream media, like out. Time and New right. York Times and Washington Post. Yeah. They're all talking about it. We're kind wow. of behind. I think we're behind the game with coming out of the cosmic closet. We're out. We're out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the world is coming out very <laughs> it fast. It is coming. Well, because that's the shift. Yeah. That is what's happening. The, the veils are thinning. 
consciousness is, you know, the denseness of the the five physical senses, 3D reality is thinning. And I know we've had major significant, um, actually just one of those kind of dinky things was last year when I was just starting to really channel the 5D grid um, is active. People are moving on to it in a mass way. For everybody who knows, you've got like, the 3D grid, which is the sort of five physical reality, five physical senses reality that we've been in, the polarity-driven linear time-space reality, the 5D grid is what supports the multidimensional and this, you know, being able to access all these sort of different planes and realms of reality. We talked quite a bit about that in the last episode. I was just really channeling all these activations for it when boom, um, Tiff invited me to be on this 5D open door retreat. Mm. And I was like, whoa, I'm just uploading 5D material in my my library right Right, now. And and then um, some other lady in Australia, because I'm getting people from all over the place saying, like I said before, like I just woke up and now I can hear my neighbor's thoughts. Like I was a housewife doing dishes and now now I can like see feels and people was my, and this woman was writing to me going, Oh my God, like I, I, I'm just, I feel like I'm going crazy. And I was sort of trying to help her a little bit. And I said, Look, this is a, I think I might have sent her a recording or whatever. And I was like, This is like the 5D grid shift thing. Probably I did a free consult with her. And then she messaged me and she was, she was really kind of losing it. Like when you're getting like long emails of yeah, all this yeah, stuff yeah. that's mm-hmm. happening. And, um, and, and then she's like, It's okay. I found a retreat to go to this weekend it was the same weekend as our retreat <laughs> it was a it was pretty much 5d open door like when oh, wow. i when i read the description of the yeah. retreat it was almost exactly the same and i actually don't listen to a lot of people's stuff i actually don't follow other channelers because i like to keep my stream very you know uninfluenced like sure. this is what i'm yeah. getting and then i know but mm-hmm. so when i see when I do occasionally pop on to like a Facebook group or something and I see that my work is being mirrored exactly the same somewhere else, I'm like, okay, if I'm well, batshit crazy, there's a flock of us, you know. Well, so look at the fine. 5D conference, you know, we all right. validated each other and essentially in totally, different ways. Totally, different so totally, totally. We're all getting yeah. downloads. We're all, get, we're all getting downloads and it's good. And I, you know, I like I like to work like that and then connect and be like, yeah, okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, and then go back and get what I'm getting and then and then go back and connect. But definitely, so, you know, James Cameron is making this movie. He's mm-hmm. downloaded it, mm-hmm. right? Obviously he's received that. It's popped through. So that sort of answers one of my questions because I'm like, you know, it's not necessarily like oh, I'm going to make a movie about this stuff I've been learning about. It kind of came to him kind of frequency first, manifestation mm-hmm. second. He creates this movie that's carrying these frequencies. You're in the rabbit hole. You're into it. These two dudes who are like the son of major, you know, ET disclosure dude. So the vibration is in the production. Some interesting military people show up on the very last day before they tore down the set. Right. Uh, You know, we were sort of told that there's the virtual reality technology. Where did you shoot it again exactly? In uh, Playa del Rey in in, uh, California, yeah. Wow. Which is right there next yeah. to LAX. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, four years of my life in that studio. Wow. Um, right, because you're doing all the CGI Yeah, doing stuff. all the movements and right. stuff. I mean, there was it wasn't constant. The first year right. was pretty constant. Then they went to New Zealand to do live action shoots. 
I stayed right. in LA to work on my company stuff. They came back and it was off and on for like three years mm. of just doing more motion capture stuff mm -hmm. and some live action reshoots. Wow. But um, the last day before they tore the set down, they had all these military people come up, mm. Navy uniforms. And stuff. Mm. They were very interested in technology and I had to do mm. sort of a, a demonstration for them. Mm. Um, and then I found out later, you know, that there's other higher up people in the Navy involved with, you know, James Cameron in the abyss and Cameron's oh. getting advisors on uh, some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of interconnectedness there yeah. that probably Cameron knows more than what he lets himself. Sure. Be. And this was, and so and I'll go this, I'll tell this story. Mm -hmm. um, and again, this is my interpretation yeah. of these situations. I yeah. could be completely wrong. Right. But uh, so, so this was like 2000, I want to say 11-ish, after Avatar came out, huge success, number mm. one movie in the world. Mm. Um, and really did get people's minds like, thinking, whoa, and thinking, thinking about the planet, yeah, thinking yeah. about, you know. Everybody really, it touched some buttons yeah. for people, yeah. you know, the, their, their heart buttons. Mm. So uh, me and some of the other uh, cast members of uh Avatar, we were hanging out at NAB, the National Association of Broadcasting thing that mm -hmm. in Las Vegas, big convention, and and Cameron was leasing his new 3D uh, line of production or something there. And he was there. We all caught wind. We're like, hey, Jim, can we meet up? And uh, he was like, yeah, come, come, come to my hotel room at uh, so-and-so time and catch some drinks. Mm. Um, so crack open some bottles of wine. Everybody's just sitting, sitting around the room, like sharing, you know, what happened since the avatar, you know, been mm. like a year or two since the, the, the movie came out mm -hmm, and we're mm -hmm. all just chilling. By this time now I had gone public with my, you were public. I, I was out of the closet, You're out of the closet. Boom. but not everybody knew, but all my yeah. friends knew. Yeah. They're like, Oh yeah. yeah. The room is totally into yeah. the UFO stuff. Yeah. And, and I talked to one of my buddies and like, how are we going to, we got to, Get him in a corner. Yeah, get him. And we got to get. What do you know, Jim? What do you know, Jim? What do you know? And he's like, we, we got to make it private. So we're yeah. in there. So I'm like, super, I'm sweating bullets. I'm like, yeah. how do I ask this question? <laughs> yeah, and I what just, am I? And then I luckily, my this. buddy, you know, it's into the night, we're sort of catching up on all the personal stuff. Yeah. Luckily, my buddy pulls the question. So, Jim, uh, you know, what do you know about UFOs? Yeah. And I'm like, yes, yeah. did it. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, oh, before that, I think I we started like massaging him a little bit. Like, you mm. know, Jim, I think, you know, Avatar like is shifting the consciousness of the planet. Right, mm. yeah, threw in some safe and, words. And he said- Consciousness uh, shift. Yeah, and he One said, um, he said, no, Ruben, I think you're wrong. And I said, really? And he's like, the consciousness is ready to receive Avatar. Oh, boom. And I was Frequency like, first, manifestation ooh. second. And Jimbo. I was like- he, okay, he's tapped he in. Knows what that, uh, he's yeah, tapped yeah. in. He but, knows what that. But then I was like, oh, well, well maybe a little bit of both because, uh, you know, the influences I've seen the movie have on other people and it's yeah. really touched their heart center. And, yeah. Um, it's, it's making, and he's like, but, and then he said, well, if the movie came out 10 years earlier, it probably would have tanked. Right. And I right. was like. And that is true. I so think that's true. Yeah. I think both are true. Maybe one day the gay bread and breakfast of terror, a magnificent movie that I was in, consciousness will oh. be ready to <laughs> receive that. that. Yeah, we have to yeah. do a remake, right? <laughs> <laughs> What was the title again? The Gay Bed and Breakfast of Terror. There you yeah, go. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a classic. Yes. Well, is that on Amazon or iTunes? <laughs> Dude, I think it is on Amazon Prime. Hmm. So we, we sort of primed and we got into consciousness talk and yeah. then we started to grow into aliens. 
and he and he said, yeah, you know, I think for sure, you know, it's mathematically impossible for ETs not to exist. Right, mm-hmm. right. We go into that conversation, and then he said, well, and then if they're here, mm-hmm. you know, that we're like ants to them, like mm-hmm. you know, they're probably doing their thing, and we're just down here doing our thing, and mm-hmm. you know, we can't see them. And essentially, he basically said, we're just ants. Yeah, and they're so highly evolved that we wouldn't be of any use or right you know that what? kind of like that yeah. but he was uh, he was like yeah okay. and then I, I shared with him my ufo story mm. i said in 2007 you know mm. i saw this and we were on the avatar and it blew my mind and all this mm. stuff and he's like oh that's cool and then so then we kind of get off the et subject. so he wasn't resistant either. he wasn't he resistant wasn't but he wasn't phase? we were like we're gonna get yeah we're gonna, get. we're gonna get what he we're really get, knows because yeah, he yeah, knows yeah, it all yeah. you know yeah. he's james cameron <laughs> he knows he knows everything he's the king of the world and uh <laughs> and he just sort of like you know blew it off I'm like and we both me i look over at my friend i'm like oh, man. he wanted more he wanted more yeah but uh so then we're all leaving mm. and i was in uh I, for whatever reason everybody went out to the hallway waiting for the elevator and i was the last one out the door mm. and uh we stop shake his hand mm. and he looks me straight in the eye and he mm. goes reuben I really appreciate you sharing your story. Hmm. And it was like, nice. usually, like, and this was like a long time after the yeah. story and everybody had been, we'd been talking about other stuff and there was nothing, it didn't seem fitting yeah. in the mood yeah. for him to say that. Even. Yeah. And it really, I was like, and he looked, and it was like a, this almost dramatic pause. Yeah. And maybe this is just in my head of, yeah. again, my interpretation like, mm-hmm. of yeah. this. Maybe I'm just, you know, wanting it to be more than what right, it is. Sure. So maybe I'm manifesting. But maybe this. that had the frequency of something meaningful for you, regardless. Well, I mean, what also got me thinking, maybe he does know. Right. Yeah. And he just. Well, and also, like, I think, you know, it's every, when we all give each other, like, and that's why I'm coming out of the Kazakh Kazakh, because if I can come out, then I'm giving permission to somebody for somebody else to maybe not as be as far down the rabbit hole as I am, mm-hmm. but a little bit closer, or right. li- like some of their own, like oh, you know, we all have our own. Well, is it or isn't it? Is right, it right. And that's probably and, what and that bit of there's some great, yeah, yeah, that little bit of vulnerability. Someone else is willing to be vulnerable and yeah. and, and I think just, and make it safer. He's and, might and have I think he appreciated that. that. Yeah. And, and well, and back to like what you were saying before, when you put it out on your blog, and like, who cares? Like, like right. no one usually cares about our shit that we care so much about sure. yeah. people don't care so it was nice that he just saw you yeah, yeah. He, just saw, he just saw it yeah so let me just bring it over um because we should probably like maybe wrap this one up in a little bit here but i i want to ask then about your because you have this series mm-hmm. of uh interviews with people like myself and say the name of the series and when it's an interview with ed extra dimensionals interview with Ed and it's and basically I interview you know like yourself who go into the channeling state yeah and then I have a conversation with those beings beings. or those collectives or whatever that energy is yeah and uh and every yeah every person has a different flavor yes uh uh or being that they're channeling in or or collective and I dive deep into that yeah and explore those realities and He's just been picked up by Gaia TV for this series, which is super awesome. So again, another expansion because you've been working mm. away on those for a while. I, and for the series, it's been a personal sort of pet project for about five years now. Yeah, wow, yeah, so yeah. It, it, and I'm sh- sure it's a bit like my library I have on at CircleEvolution.com. You know, I have a, over 500 pretty awesome recordings on there, and you just kind of keep doing this work. Yeah. Um. 
but now Guy TV, which probably has a big has a bigger audience for oh, you. Oh yeah, it's been good. It's it been really well received. Yeah. I get emails even this morning. Every morning I wake up to like three or four emails of people saying thank you so awesome. much. This Lots of permission awesome. slips going out really there. Really cool stuff. Just cool that stuff. people are like, This is you know, thanks for the validation. This is yeah. what I needed. And yeah. And I'm just like, and I don't have time to reply to everybody. Right, right, right. Um, but I'm just, th- you know, I yeah, just send, send them a quick thank you. and, and Send the cosmic thanks back. Yeah, exactly. So let me ask you, from my personal perspective, how do you find the other channelers deal with it just being such a weird thing to do? How are their dating lives? How are they? How are their dating lives? <laughs> huh, I don't no, know if I've mean- gotten into that. <laughs> you don't ask that stuff? Um, because that's what I'm really curious. It, well, what I'm interested in is it's difficult for people. For, I mean, if I meet a dude, the last thing I'm starting the conversation with is I go into trance and being <laughs> speak through me. No right. way. Well, most of the people I've channeled so far, I think, are have already been in, are already in a relationship. They're already in a relationship, yeah. so they haven't talked to you about how then they had to go through an adjustment and be like, well, "Hey, honey, um, yeah, you know how yeah. I-, I, you know, the episode that just came out this week on Gaia." Uh, right. with Diet. So she's married and she has children. She was a former Mormon. Oh, and, interesting. And, yeah. you know, really heavy into the church, her whole family. Yeah. You know, she's, uh, we did the interview in, in Utah. Right. So when this all happened to her, mm. like all of a sudden she starts channeling, right? Mm. Talking to beings and ghosts. Yeah. Yeah. There was definitely an adjustment period that she had yeah. to tell her husband and say, yeah. and even her kids, like, uh, guys, yeah. <laughs> you know, this is, this is what's happening. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm sorry, but yeah. this is just my reality this now. This is reality, yeah. Um, but it's been, you know, from I haven't. It's been about a year and a half since I talked to her. But she said, uh, you know, it's well being well respected, uh, mm. re- received. Being well Other respected. people in the community. That's why she's actually staying in the in the um, the Mormon community. Interesting, wow. because yeah. other people who are sort of wrapped up in that, you know, it, mm. it's sort of a cult. cult mm. You know, yeah. it's not as extreme as some of the other ones mm, mm, mm. but you know th- there's different uh restrictions put on right, you know and right. you know they're against gay people and all that mm, stuff mm, and it's, mm, mm. It, there's a lot of just uh hard what do you say um dogma dogma uh related to 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 that and in, in all religions sure. essentially but that's a tough one yeah. Well, um, weren't we talking about in one episode that i just said i think all the re- religions will upgrade i don't think we're going to get rid of religion yeah, we're going to yeah. Yeah. They're getting upgraded, so yeah. maybe this lady is in yeah. there putting her freaky frequencies yeah. out there and helping She's upgrade their staying community. In the community. I don't think she goes to the church anymore, or mm. the temple, I should say. Mm. I don't think she goes to the temples, but she's definitely in the community, mm. and other people are in that community are are sort of following her work, mm. and she's offering, hey, this, this alternate reality. Yeah. And not, you know, not condemning the church yeah, because there yeah. are good you know the community sense there are good there's a lot of good things about to, i listen to, i i yeah. went to catholic schools and even though i have the guilt i <laughs> do have there is a certain what i just kind of call a moral compass which is just yeah. basically not being a shit you yes. know like yeah. and i think there are we are missing some structure for that when you take out those what what religion has been kind of an overseer of obviously there's People are controlling, manipulating, but there's some of those, you know, basic premises of help people, yeah. be community minded, well, be a Navi. So theology um, researchers and experts and things like that. So I have some really good conversations with them, and mm. one of the things that we're, we're finding is this big push for atheism is mm. actually, in a in a way, 
um, I think hurting these the the collective uh, you know having these ideas and different belief systems in, in religion and everything else right. I think still sort of keeps the magic because there's still a mystical aspect of right. of, right. of, right. of whether it's Jesus or Buddha or Muhammad or there's yeah. still this yeah. sort of other veil still accessible. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever package you put on it. Yeah. yeah. When you go the atheist route, you're mm-hmm. sort of it's everything just becomes material. Material. You know, you know, that's a really tricky one because I really believe people have the right to incarnate and go totally five physical senses if that's oh, sure. what, if that's what they're And that's what we're doing. If that's what their that's what their game is. Mm-hmm. Game on. But the yeah, I mean, it's, you know, but when you I pretty go, much respect everything. Right? I, I, I respect it too. I respect mm-hmm. that journey, but I'm just thinking. But it can be, be well, I, I mean, I, because some people find a different philosophy in atheism that, because I think in atheism there's also a lot of movement towards environmentalism and like the science says, oh, well, climate yeah. change if, is real. <laughs> you know, like, well, yeah, so that, if you can go that way. But I've seen yeah. some extreme just like not even going. Like if you can oh. find the connection to, to, to nature and everything, absolutely yeah. an environmental. Yeah, yeah. But some extreme that are just like, you know, it's just yeah. the stuff, you know. And it's, no, no, totally, totally. Yeah. There's, yeah. I, and there's just, it's a interesting, I mean, I did, <laughs> I did date a, a guy who was, a, who was an atheist and he was like, listen to like atheism podcasts while mm-hmm. I was there, just basically like, all of this shit is bullshit. And, right. you know, it was, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like pretty hard to hit it off mm-hmm. <laughs> when, when yeah. someone just basically doesn't believe in your existence and mm-hmm. is quite, I don't want to use the word violent, but, you know, equally it, fundamentalist about yeah. it. Because I'm actually like, it's cool if you're an atheist, but if you sort of can't accept me in the way I can accept you, then we philosophically have a difference on how to treat people. Yeah. So maybe, yeah, I, I guess know. that's that's what I was trying to get to. Yeah. I think there's still, in some of these religious uh, circles, mm. there's still somewhat of a compassion for your fellow yes, man. Yes, compassion. For, like you were right. saying, even yeah. the Catholic, they still yeah. had this, this uh, you know, You know, the, some the, Francis the of Assisi, you know, like, and all these biblical or these figures i mean i think a lot of them were our energies cosmic mm-hmm. energies absolutely and i've channeled christ consciousness and mother mary and you know as part of part of the gangs that i so i know that religion is you know these are ascended masters beings that come down with a frequency and then religion tends to be the interpretation and unfortunately the control of the power mm-hmm. of that and that's where we get into it but those beliefs and the heart-centeredness of it that religion brings um, as a first step for us moving into consciousness that isn't just – but that's why it's so weird that, that we have all the wars about it and stuff. It's like – Right. Well, it's a pendulum. I think, yeah. you know, you, you, you go to um, one extreme – or you go into those extremes with the, the religious and the dogma and the guilt and all that stuff, and then and then you realize that that's – that's bullshit, right? right? Yeah. And then you swing over to complete separation of any kind of belief system at all. Yeah. And that's the other end of that pendulum. And then I think there's a nice somewhere in the middle. And that, that's pretty much after uh, I look, I got I converted to Catholicism because I was going to Catholic schools and I was Church of England, converted to Catholicism in grade six because I wanted to be part of something. Yeah. And I and I probably did when I go to church have but I wasn't energy sensitive, was having a connection to, and, and I've been into churches in Europe, in uh, France. I went into a church in um, 
in Paris. And I was amazed at the energetic vortex in there. I yep. was like, holy shit, there is some holy shit going on down here. <laughs> and, you know, there was a Mother you know, mother Mary statue and there's definitely an energy vortex. You just have over the yeah. mil- thousands you, of years people going to that spot exactly. to connect to exactly. something. You're creating through intention. You're, You're creating, creating through intention. Vortex. You're creating a vortex. So yeah. people are, are doing that. I even think... Born again Christian faith healers, on the one hand, they could be man- manipulating people for money, but if they have an intention to heal when they touch someone, if that is there, yeah. the healing forces aren't going to go. Uh, uh-uh, uh, not you, no way. They they are going to pass through a vessel that is Absolutely. that is open, and that's kind of the interesting thing. Why you have this people who are like maybe financially trying to control the power source but who also are are opening channels willing to open yep. channels so i don't mean there's god that's like a whole big conversation it's, it's a whole nother rabbit we sort of tipped into we, but again yeah. all truths are true all truths are yeah. true and you know um and but that's why i think having within that within these structures something that is like how am i not just into the power of it but how am i being centered in my heart is you know, an important thing that could, could be missing, just whether people identify themselves as atheists or not, that the the spiritual life in whatever way it presents to somebody is people don't have access to it. They don't have access to any kind of spiritual life. And that, especially if part of them is trying to open up, can yeah. can be a point of suffering. Yeah. Whoa, man, we covered so much. <laughs> I think we'll have to have you back for sure. But we're going to end, wrap up this one, but we're going to have Ruben come back and have Melissa and Ruben who have not – Melissa hasn't asked the circle questions. I'm going to bring in the circle of light and these guys are going to ask some questions and uh, that will be – And I didn't know that that's what Ruben does. So that's perfect. Yeah. So I'm like, what am I going to ask him? But well, I'm, I'm just going to I'm follow. curious to watch what you could ask. So yeah, this- yeah. Oh, man, I'm going to be telling you in the moment. Well, this is going to be, <laughs> you know, when I bring in the circle, it's going to be all the audience's introduction to who they who they are, what they're what they're here sure. for. So, yeah. you know. Yeah. So I'm an audience member. Just, you're an audience yeah. member of Us Away. So <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for sharing your story, Ruben, thank about you. coming yeah. out of the well, Cosmic Closet. Cool. So, but pretty much... To wrap it up, it doesn't sound like you've had any really negative impacts from coming out. No, you know, occasionally I get the, you know, well, actually not occasionally. Every day I have to delete the, uh, you know, you these are demonic the entities. Yeah. The comments on my YouTube page, you know, oh, this is yeah. all, these are all demons and yeah. Jesus yeah. saves you and, yeah. oh, you know, yeah. uh, you're all going to hell. But other but that than doesn't that, phase you though, right? No, because no. for every one of those, I get mm. five messages that say, oh my God, thank you so much. Right. This information is so empowering. Yes. And I don't feel and and I, you know, I just I'm so glad you're doing this. And that is my motivation. So awesome, Ruben. Yeah. So tell everybody where everyone can find everything that you're doing personally. You've got I've got my webpage, which my my homepage basically for my website is Rubenlangdon.com. That's R E U B N, like the sandwich. Ruben sandwich. <laughs> Langdon, the sandwich. L-A-N-G-D-O-N uh, dot com. That, and that sort of that portal will take you to pretty much everything. But All, yeah, yeah, interviewwithed.org, the citizen hearing, which we didn't really talk about, which right. was basically the disclosure pack project Stephen Greer did in 2001 on steroids. It's over 40 oh. hours. It's, it also was at the National Press Club, six former members of Congress. It was a mock congressional hearing um, on disclosure mm. with uh, over 40 witnesses, most ex military government agency folks. 
again, five days, 40 hours presenting evidence and testimony uh, to the fact that the human wow. race is being engaged by uh, extraterrestrial presence. Mm. Wow. So that's also connected on my website, citizenhearing.org. So for people who really, who aren't even having energetic experiences, but Need a more linear, visceral presentation about I, this. I call just the, the facts, ma'am. I call it the ABCs of ufology. Right. Forty hours. You sit through that. You mm. you'll get a good idea of what's what's oh. been happening on our planet for the past, definitely since the Roswell event in 1947, mm. um, and perhaps before that. But most of this testimony is just the facts, ma'am. You know, yeah. we, we mm. have testimony. We have witnesses. We yeah. have documented um, documents from various governments around the world, mm. all set, you know, in one nice, easy. Right. Well, Accessible. it's not that easy. It's a 40 hours right. worth of That's material to get through. Yeah. But, but Game of Thrones is done, so it's binge time, people. Exactly. There you go. <laughs> That's the spirit. There you go. And so my Facebook, Facebook. Uh, is also Ruben Langdon, Instagram Ruben Langdon, Twitter is Ruben Langdon. It's all Ruben Langdon. It's all Ruben Langdon. One, one word. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I post daily on articles of uh, you know, like disclosure articles and yeah. quantum. And uh, you also post stuff. a lot of stuff, yeah, about the, yeah. the sort of science that's yeah. that's kind of backing up these things and, yep. and all that, which we didn't even get. We'll, we'll do that another time, I guess. But Ruben is a veritable treasure trove of information and you've really done a lot to kind of gather it and synergize it in these portals mm. and make it these kind of one-stop shops for if you if you want to get into it, if you want to get more about it, if you want more 3D world validation of this shiznatch. Or you can Ruben's go deep in man. the peanut butter. You can go deep in the peanut butter. And on that note, thank you so much, Ruben. You're awesome. Yay. Thank, thank you, Ruben. And my beautiful co-host, mm. Melissa Rutigliano. She's, she's just in that day one. <laughs> Check out her stuff, Circle Cycles Crystal, at themarslab.com. Hey. I'm Georgia Jean, circleevolution.com. Love you guys. Love everyone. Mwah. See Mwah. you next time. Bye. 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 Coming up on the next episode of Coming Out of the Cosmic Closet. Because I know we have a lot of cosmic help right now. Indeed. Uh, or we're, maybe it's always been there, but we're tapping into this cosmic uh, or cosmic family. Indeed. And I'm um, just wondering, who are you? Who are we? Who are you? Yeah, the word urgency keeps popping into my head. Like, do you feel like there is this sense of urgency in humanity to... Like just the fact that you're here, why did you feel like this moment in time, you know, you you needed to be here for us to hear your message? Like, did you pick up on some urgency of lack? The illusion of lack that is very uh, big out there right now mm-hmm. is occurring because you are going through a pivot point of transcending this illusion. We're like... Damn, I can't believe how many nuggets there are in every single recording. Mm-hmm. There's, uh, I'm always like, oh, that's a good quote. Oh, I need to be more organized mm-hmm. about making memes. But I just, it, I'm just getting so much all the time yeah. that, uh, like, you know, I'd have to be like a 24 hour meme factory.